Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast, Season 3. I'm Rob Shear, the founder of Comfort Cases and your host. Together, we have made such a difference in the world. We've met with leaders and change makers in the foster care system. We've met with charities and philanthropists, celebrities, authors, and so much more. We'll continue to bring you guests who will share how together, as a community, we can bring about change. Welcome once again to Fostering Change. You know, it's hard to believe this year is almost over. What a year. You know, I thought 2020 was the year that we would not forget, but I have to tell you, um, 2021 is definitely tying for that. I hope each and every one of you, as I said last week, that you had a great Thanksgiving, that whatever you celebrate, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas, you're getting as excited as my kids and actually as excited as I am, you know, but what a time of year. It's a time of year for us to really look at the fact of giving. See, I all truly believe that we should not just look at Christmas hours. I truly do believe that giving should be actually all the time. It's something that we should do as good humans. And that's exactly who my next guest is. You know, I was very lucky to meet Misty a while back. And, you know, from one foster parent to the next, um, I always feel like we always have something in common. And the fact that she works for one of the most amazing companies, and I do say one of the most amazing companies, and I want to give a little bit of background real quick about Anthem. I will never forget it. I'll never forget that phone call. When having a corporation to say to you, I believe in what you're doing, so, Misty, welcome to Fostering Change. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I've known you now for a couple of years, and now you have a new title at Anthem. <laughs> what is that title? Yes, I am the Fostering Connections Case Manager for the state of Indiana. Wow. So tell me about that. What is so, that entail? Yeah, so in, in Indiana, the Department of Child Services, DCS, they are... Uh, placing children on Medicaid, either with us or MHS, Managed Health Services. And so what we do is we do 100% outreach to the foster parents or the older age youth of these um, children that are on Medicaid. And we're just helping the foster parents connect to any type of doctors, dentists, eye doctors, making sure that they have all the medical needs that that child might have. We are making sure that they have an insurance card, providing background information on medical history, because sometimes foster parents aren't um, privy to that information. So we're able to provide that to them. And then also just talking to them about the additional benefits that Anthem has for youth in foster care. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, so I have to tell you, as a dad of five kids, and all five of my kids are from foster care, it was probably the hardest thing that we dealt with. Now, first of all, I originally, when our children arrived, they, my first four kids, four kids were six months, two, two, and four. One of my children, we were told was autistic, that he had failure to thrive, that he had tibia trauma, so lots of medical um, issues. 
And so immediately my first response was, I want him to go on my private insurance, you know, which by the way, is Blue Cross Blue Shield. And so I, um, I wanted him and they said, no, that can't be allowed. He has to be on the state insurance. So I said, okay, that's fine. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know where to go. I remember my husband and I, I mean, we literally were pulling our hair out because Doctors, we couldn't find doctors that would take that kind of medical insurance. So Mm -hmm. actually guiding these foster parents, um, helping them out. So for instance, like my son, Makai, who needed an orthopedic doctor, you actually would help them find that orthopedic doctor that takes that medical insurance. Correct. And then if that is denied, whatever he would need, a lot of times the family case manager, DCS, the foster parents will contact us and say, hey, this was denied. Can you help us? And so I'm trying to figure out why it was denied from an insurance standpoint and making sure that child receives what they need. Wow. And I agree with the insurance. When we first became foster parents, trying to find a doctor that took this type of insurance was a headache. Yeah. And I agree. It it can be. Yeah. We, and my kids, um, you know, they were adopted through DC and they used to have to go to this place called the ARC. And so Mm -hmm. all the kids in foster care went to one place. Well, then, you know, they ended up closing the ARC down. They found out that they weren't getting the care they were supposed to. And then all of a sudden was trying to find, you know, um, providers, you know, doctors that were taking this insurance. And I do, you know, as well as I do, the child arrives into your home Mm -hmm. and One of the things that I heard you just say, which is, I'm telling you, those who are listening to this this podcast, my CASA workers across the country, my social workers across the country, this is a model that we must have universal. We must have it universal. Because if you look at the turnover rate that we have for foster parents, and the average foster parent only lasts 18 months, and I am telling you, if we pull those foster parents, they're going to tell you, number one, support. Mm-hmm. Not the check. It's not, it's not, you know, what child was actually provided or given or came to their home. It is always the same exact answer, support. So here we are. You guys have now have this amazing program that you're actually giving them the support you know the other thing that i love that you said misty and i think it's something that i remember i want to say two years ago i was i was down in indiana and um i was at the boys and girls club we were doing another amazing event with you guys you know which we've done quite a few again this year um but I was shocked that the Boys and Girls Clubs didn't know that your your company, and which, by the way, everybody, I'm telling you, I know how the system works. So if you're in a state and you have the opportunity to be able to choose Anthem and you're able to, if you're someone who, you know, is getting ready to get the 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 paperwork that comes in to choose which insurance company you guys actually pay for kids who are in the system their membership to the boys and girls club we do we in in the state of indiana i think there's five maybe but we're still working on active contracts with them but yes we will pay for up to a year membership to the boys and girls club that's crazy and then they can go there you know after school they can get extra help for their school some sort of tutoring, and then they can make friends and, you know, have that community relationship. Yeah. You as a foster parent knows how important that is. Mm-hmm. 
very much so. Yes, it's important for the child to feel like they belong and that they're part of where they are living. Yeah, now I agree. You know, I said to you prior to us um, starting to record that I was going to talk about something that is very dear to my heart, and that's corporate responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel as somebody who comes from the corporate world, it is something that I never thought about. Um, in all the years that I was a corporate guy, I didn't think about corporate responsibility. I thought about the bottom line. And, you know, and that's typical in our corporate world. And that's something different than your company does than any other company, you know, to work for to, to work for Anthem and know that they take corporate responsibility. And what I mean by that is that they are coming into the community and let's just put the insurance part aside. Okay. Let's put the insurance side of it. They're coming into the community to strengthen the community the way communities were supposed to be. I mean, our forefathers built communities for one reason, and mm -hmm. that was to take care of each other. And you see Anthem doing that. How does it feel to work for a company like that? It's, it's pretty amazing, to be honest. I've worked at a lot of um, agencies, social service agencies, and to see Anthem really focus on the human side of everything and realizing that we there's different aspects to to help one another it's just it's just amazing yeah, I, I, I absolutely love it. And, and I said this a little bit ago, and I'll say it again. And by the way, guys, I don't get paid for this. I have my own health insurance, but I do have Blue Cross Blue Shield. I have, I will tell you, it has been life changing when it comes to case management, when it comes to, you know, my five kids no longer use Medicaid um, because we've adopted them. But I will tell you the thing that people should understand is that even through, you know, you guys do the case management of health on the other side as well. Correct. Yes. Just because they're adopted or, um, you know, they go back home, they're reunified with their parents, we can still provide that telephonic case management services. We can help those parents, um, you know, make sure that they have the insurance card, that they know what happened while that child was out of their care. We have many different teams that are there to support the member, to support them, to make sure that they have what they need. Um, so you call member services and you're connected to somebody who can help you. So, so Misty, when, what did you think when Anthem was starting this position, um, you, which by the way, I, I talk to people all over the country and I'm telling you, this position is nowhere else. So what did, what did you think, you know, being a foster parent, being someone that has, has, you and I have breathed it, we lived mm -hmm. it, and all of a sudden you see this, what do you, what did you think? At first I was a little skeptical. But then um, I saw how much of a need it was for, for um, I've kind of helped grow it here in Indiana. And I saw the need that our Department of Child Services needed the education about insurance. The foster parents needed the information about it. CASAs, you know, all the different agencies, our um, mental health agencies, they all needed this type of education that we were now able to provide. And because of previous connections that I have or my husband has, I've been able to help kind of educate and guide and provide that information. And so it's just, it was a void that needed filled and it's been filled and we're gonna continue to grow. You know, I absolutely love that. And, you know, you, you talked about, you, you brushed on the fact of, you know, even mental health. I think mm -hmm. people do not realize, number one, kids come into foster care because of choices other people make. 
and you know immediately to have a child come into your home um i will tell you and i i write about it in my memoir that it was weeks before we even knew what insurance our children had it was weeks before we even knew what their birthday was it was right before we even knew whatever doctor diagnosed whatever kid. So for this step to be part of the process, um, how soon does this, this happen, this handoff? I mean, it can happen immediately if the foster parent is familiar with us. Um, we are about a month behind sometimes. And as soon as they become active with Anthem and calling them, there's five, about 5,500 foster youth that have Anthem Medicaid. There's two of us calling out. So we can't call out immediately, but um, we're about a month behind. So for the most part, we try to get a hold of them as soon as possible. So, you know, I know you talk about a lot of things that are under the HIPAA and that you have to have. Is there is there an opportunity? And again, this is just me thinking as the nonprofit guy and that runs an organization that 96% of everyone is volunteer. Is <laughs> Opportunity that you could see where maybe a volunteer could at least touch base with that foster family and and say, hey, listen, you know, this person's going to be calling you um, or mail them a packet or something. I just I always kind of worry that those those first several weeks are so important. And, you know, the you you've had it. It's happened to me. You feel so alone. Um, you know, there's a way that even a social worker, I don't know. I think that you and I need to put our heads together, my friend. Yes. And there is, um, there's like a flyer that is sent out as soon as, um, we know that they are with Anthem. Um, Anthem loves their mail. So there's lots of flyers, lots of information that is sent out. And we are working on a, I don't know if I'll get the title right, but it's a foster parent caregiver kit and it will go out hopefully fairly as soon as we know that they've been identified to be with Anthem Medicaid and that they are foster youth and we'll have information about being trauma-informed, some resources, and some other information. You know, I love that. Um, I want to know what's been like the social workers, what have they said about this? They are just in awe. They didn't know that an insurance company could help them as much as we can. Yeah, I was just thinking that I was thinking the caseload and I know the numbers that are in in your area and the caseload is so high and, sure. and anything that we can do to take some of that pressure off our underpaid um, social workers throughout the country. And by the way, everybody, you know, I'm the first one to say it, you know, so underpaid, they're so unappreciated and their caseloads are way too high. You know, Misty, I will have to tell you, I'm pretty excited that Anthem makes sure that kids who come into foster care actually get a comfort case as well. Yes, yes. Um, I've been a part of several packing parties. We had a couple um, last month, um, and I think there's plans for some in the future. And I just think the comfort cases are amazing. All of the Department of Child Service offices or foster care agencies that I've talked to just love them. They think they are amazing. Um, and my daughter loves collecting. She's seven now. She loves collecting things or buying things when we can find them to donate for the comfort cases. 
Well, we can't thank you enough. And, you yes. know, we definitely cannot thank Anthem enough. You know, as I said before, to, to be able to partner with such an amazing company, with a company that, you know, I always say this, it's not about the check you write, but it's about how you truly stand next to your nonprofit. And one thing I love is Anthem stands right next to me. You know, everybody, I'm telling you, we all have an opportunity. We all have an opportunity, no matter where we live, to be a part of the change. And the change is how we deal with our kids of the future. And guess what? Kids in foster care, they are our future. They are our future. And companies like Anthem, they are making sure that they're invested in them, just like you and I should be every single day, every single day. And so, Misty, I want to say thank you so much. I want to say thank you to Anthem for the years of support, and I know the many more years. I hope each and every one of you, as the holiday is approaching, um, realize that, you know, this is not just the time to give, but we should be giving every single day and always making sure that we are good humans. Take care, everybody. Well, we've made it to the end of 2021. For many, 2022 couldn't have come any sooner. This is just a quick reminder that it's not too late to make a donation to Comfort Cases before the tax year comes to an end. In this season of giving, we know many need your support. But if you choose to donate to Comfort Cases, you will be supporting youth in foster care and the organization that works so hard to make sure we're providing Comfort Cases and Comfort XLs to children who are entering our foster care system. You have to understand that 100% of your donation is tax deductible, and we would really, really appreciate it for you to help us make a difference. Thanks again for being a great human and happy new year. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening or watching the latest episode of Fostering Change. All of us on our team hope that you've learned something new today and have been inspired to be a good human. Now, just a reminder that you can always find Fostering Change on your favorite channels on Google, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and others including, of course, ComfortCases.org. I want to give a big thank you to all of you for joining us each and every week. And a reminder that if you have a suggestion for a guest, or maybe you might have a question about today's podcast, or are interested in becoming a sponsor of Fostering Change, please don't hesitate to email me personally at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. Now, that's it for now. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Take care.